Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. <laughs> My name's Chris Lambert. My name is Travis Bean, and man, today's a rough day for me, Chris. Why is that, Travis? I'm real. I'm really hurting for some cash, and I'm just looking for any way to score. I was hoping. Do you have any like hookups for me? Any ideas? You're saying that you're in need. I'm in need. I'm very in need. Well, you know, it makes you a trifling friend. But mm-hmm, indeed, I do think I have an idea for you. Yeah, as long as it doesn't dig on me, like give it to me. No, no, you start a podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this eh, this doesn't sound like very good advice because I had a podcast for a while and didn't make any money for a long time. <laughs> oh, you need it quick. Then I got yeah, nothing. I, I can't go through five years of making a podcast and then make a little tiny bit of money from Patreon. No, I, I, I need cash like right now. Uh, the best I can tell you is like plasma donations, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. Um, we'll record this episode and then I'll go do that. All right, or you know, you can go buy a Travis Scott meal from McDonald's and resell it on eBay because I hear people are paying for it. Uh, I would think you're joking, but I don't know. If I just look around me and look at the internet, I know you're not joking, and that makes me very sad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) yeah, but you know, you get some fries this week, resell them, and uh. Who knows? Next week, you might be onto something bigger and better. Yeah, it could be mopping floors. <laughs> uh, you're going reverse there, though. Yeah. Well, I'm working my way down at McDonald's. <laughs> I like that idea. Like, you know what? I'm going to take the opposite approach to everyone else. I'm going to start at the top. As somebody who worked at McDonald's, I can tell you that there's the every when you're at the bottom you're making fries you're mopping floors and you're working the drive through like it all sucks <laughs> there, there was a video of uh so one of the merches for the travis scott meal one uh-huh. of the merches some of the merch for the travis scott meal says like uh ask him or tell him that cactus jack sent you and you know, cactus jack being a travis scott uh-huh. thing and this guy like recorded himself at the drive-thru and he's like, could I get a Travis Scott meal? Like cactus Jack sent me and the woman working the drive-thru is just like, what? <laughs> and he's like, cactus Jack sent me. She's just like, what are you talking about? I, I think like, a person at McDonald's would know this better than anybody. 
Yeah, but it seems like they didn't get briefed on the the Travis Scott and Neil campaign all that well. Oh, Travis Scott doesn't have a seat on the board. No, I I see what you did there. (laughs) That is a joke that is only two hours old in relevancy. Yeah, but by the time people hear this episode on the public feed, it'll be months old. Yeah, you'll seem so lame. Yes, I will. But to the Patreon subscribers, they like it. So fresh. (laughs) And clean. (laughs) What? So fresh, what are we doing? So clean, clean. Yeah. Anyway, today we are continuing our journey into late registration, talking about the third song, fourth track on the album, the one, the only, Gold Digger. Mm. Yeah, you could almost say that we're late to this entire season because this album has been out for 15 years. Yes. And, you know, this is part of our Watching the Throne Redux going back through Kanye's uh, discography, taking what we learned the first time and applying it as well as, you know, it's been a couple years since we've looked at Cold Digger and a lot more has happened to Kanye. Kanye's spoken on a lot more subjects. We've gotten Ye, Kid See Ghost, and Jesus is King. So there's more context in which to put this song. Mm. We've also analyzed Blood on the Leaves, and this is basically like the first version of that. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> like, a much more playful version, though. <laughs> yeah, but you're starting to see, I think, just overall looking at late registration, this uh, like blood on the leaves as a song really starting to come together because Heard Him Say looks at the social issues uh, that Kanye's seeing and looking around at, and then Touch the Skies looking at the success that you can achieve despite those social issues. And then Gold Diggers looking at like the dangers of that success uh, with people trying to take advantage of you. And all of those things really like swirl together on a song like Blood on the Leaves instead of being three mm-hmm. separate songs. It's almost like those three like ends of the spectrum you're describing, the three opening tracks. Like it's almost like they set the surf perfect foundation for the entirety of late registration. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh if you don't mind the opening spiel to listeners that have heard this already, but one of the things that we are discovering about late registration this time around is that there really does seem to be a very deliberate setup uh, between the opening of Wake Up Mr. West and the first skit of Kanye setting the dichotomies of Heard Him Say, which is just kind of this social injustice and the, the pitfalls that Kanye saw in Chicago and pitfalls that affect black communities in America juxtaposed against touch the sky and the success that he's discovered and found despite the situation he was coming out of and having those pitfalls versus like the highs with something like gold digger positioning itself in the middle. And you're going to see those three uh, energies really continuing to clash over the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like both in the micro and the macro sense, because Connie will tell a lot of, I don't want to say not childhood stories, I guess, but like just uh, more like coming of age stories, like as he was growing up, like looking around Chicago or him as a celebrity, you know, back at home with his family. Like you're seeing those kind of situations and him thinking about the future too, like on Celebration, him, him mixing those personal experiences with that bigger, these bigger things going on. 
and all of the issues facing people, then how he also fits into those issues and how he can help people dealing with those issues. Like it, it's a strange experience because we're so used to Kanye kind of laying out uh, a narrative in a much more traditional manner from like college dropout to Jesus to the life of Pablo. Like those are, I would say like really not that hard to follow as narratives. Once you like break them down to their core elements, late registration isn't really like that. It's kind of moving all over the place between past and present between Kanye and society. But by the end of the album, you start to see a full bodied picture and, and you see Kanye's role in all of it. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more it really seems like I see a, a deeper connection between this album and Yeezus than I ever did before, where like this is kind of like Yeezus light or Yeezus from somebody that still has some innocence in their mm-hmm. perspective versus where Kanye's at nearly 10 years later when he makes Yeezus and kind of the having gone through the ringer and come out the other side that's a lot bleaker mm-hmm. of an album in many ways, but also there tends to be a little bit more hope at the end because late registration still ends on more of a skeptical notes than I think Jesus does, but Hmm. we'll get into all of that. I like that. That's interesting. It it actually is a lot like Jesus. Jesus is a little like political stuff at the beginning, romantic stuff in the middle, then like, you know, the fallout regression and, news story that happens at the end like you can follow it that way but later registration you're right like those elements are all just mixed throughout in different ways yeah a lot of that reflecting on society and what you can gain and lose and the risks of fame really get explored Mm. and laid out here in a way that wasn't happening on the college dropout because on college dropout kanye wasn't at the level he's at now having made the college dropout. <laughs> he was just imagining that he was. Yeah, right. And he did a great job of that. Yeah. But you can really see the difference of like almost famous versus famous. <laughs> yeah, to how shitty fame is. Yeah. Uh, and each year it's just gotten worse and worse yep. until uh, Jesus is king. Yep. Leave all that shit behind. Yeah. Uh, So one of the interesting things to note, uh, which doesn't really affect the analysis, maybe, but just interesting, uh, which I don't know if we knew this the first time and overlooked it or just now finding it out. But Connie didn't write Gold Digger for himself. It was revealed that he had actually uh, meant the hook for Shauna, Mm. who was a a rapper in her 2004 debut album as mtv.com reports worth the weights west had taylor made the now famous gold digger hook for the female mc to spit in the first person saying i'm not saying i'm a gold digger <laughs> was originally how it was supposed to go and she was just like nah <laughs> that's offensive yeah plain pat uh said that he did the beat at Ludacris's house in atlanta and he did it for Shauna. She passed on it, actually. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the what it ended up turning into was pretty great. You know, he ends up connecting with Jamie Foxx, and he folds it into this three-part narrative that he does, which actually kind of reminds me of what he was doing a lot more on College Dropout with, like, uh, All Falls Down and all that. Like, 
he he creates his own story that comes out of like you know what does gold digging lead to and he, and he he does it in such an interesting macro way and applies it to like what happens to people when they when they become famous or want to become famous yeah the throes of fame mm. and we have two samples that make up the the foundation of the song one more so than the other uh the main one is ray charles i got a woman oh yeah she give me money when i'm in need yeah she's a kind of friend indeed i got a woman way over town that's good to me oh yeah which is actually uh i guess nice for the time i uh oh you mean <laughs> you mean when ray charles song came out like it was considered okay to say the things he said <laughs> yeah 1954 <laughs> when it came out because you get like i got a woman way over town that's good to me which is just funny like the change from way over town that digs on me but that's good to me say i got a woman way over town good to me she give me money when i'm in need yeah, she's a kind of friend indeed. I got a woman way over town that's good to me. And he's like, she saves her loving early in the morning just for me. Saves her loving just for me. Ah, so tenderly, I got a woman. <laughs> she's there to love me both day and night. Never grumbles or fusses. Always treats me right. Never running in the streets and leaving me alone. She knows a woman's place is right there now in her home. Uh which, I mean, maybe is nice because he's just being like, oh, she's so great. But it also is very, like, traditionalist of, like, her place is in home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you could just accept, like, that was the time. And then you could even, like, try to find something endearing in that. Like, he respects her and, like, knows that's where she thrives or, like... I don't know. There's something like there's something about it to where it seems like mutually agreed upon that like she likes being here and he likes her being there and this relationship works in the way it's set up. Right. But then you could also read it as this is a guy that's kind of like coming in and out of her life and he's taking money from her and maybe he's taking yes. advantage of her. So there's a little bit of like the scoundrel aspect to it, which right. I don't know if that's intentional or just us like six, 70 years later, looking back on the song <laughs> being like, Hmm. Or if that was intentional to the time. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best way to read it is that like Ray Charles is painting this guy as like, you know, he's, a uh, he's just, he's dependent on this woman. He can't take care of himself. Like he's not exactly like in Admiral, admirable guy or anything like he's just uh he's just a lost dude and you kind of feel bad for him yeah because like i got a woman way over town sounds like they're not like a married this isn't like a love song of a married couple mm -hmm. hmm. but that's a uh, kind of the foundation that jamie fox takes from and interpolates changing some of the lyrics to fit more from this guy depending on this woman to this woman depending on the guy and then on top of that, you also have a sample from David Pryor. 
and his 1974 song, Bumpin' Bus Stop. Find one stop in every town. The game's not that big and getting down. The hippest way to get downtown shop. Hook up with the cool game, dance the bus stop. And it's a, a song about being at the bus stop and like there's a party going on. Everybody's looking their best and they're catching the bus to go downtown and like go shopping and like what a fun place the bus stop is to be. Like it feels very like 1970s, 1960s yeah, kind of. That was the spot, man. Everybody do the bop. Like <laughs> it's the bump and bus stop. Everybody uh, make the bus rock. <laughs> and I think the the lyrical connection would just be the idea that the bus is the way that you get from uh, your part of the city to the downtown area to go shopping, that you're dressing up for the people at the bus stop. There's a little bit of the, the superficial to the song that fits in mm. with the idea of a gold digger. Yeah. Yeah. If we're really trying to make loose connections, like I, I could definitely see that. And just, and I think going beyond like trying to like assign the lyrics meaning to Gold Digger, just the general atmosphere of the song and how, you know, kind of free flowing it is and how, you know, innocent everything is. Like they're just there, they're there to have fun. It's kind of used in a bit of an ironic way here because the song has a very upbeat feel to it. And you would think of it as like, you know, a fun song, but it's describing something that really isn't fun for anybody <laughs> like these people's lives are just kind of like sad and uh financially draining in gold digger or in the bus stop gold digger yeah <laughs> uh yeah no not a sad life to go to the bus stop and party that sounds fucking awesome <laughs> sounds like a macklemore song like, I just... <laughs> so fucking awesome right like he went <laughs> to the thrift store and partied and damn uh, straight but the it was actually the basis of a lawsuit because apparently so prior has a voice saying like get down or prior has a voice prior says early on in the song like get down and you can barely hear in the background between kanye saying get down girl get like go ahead get down that there's this background voice saying like get down <laughs> and mm -hmm. because of that the kids of david prior sued kanye and they actually, I think at one point they were seeking like millions of dollars in damages. And Kanye eventually just paid them out of court. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah, just like, here's some money. Here you go, leave, you gold digger. Leave me alone. <laughs> Which, I mean, I get it. Like, if somebody yeah. took lines from our podcast and put them in a song, I'd be like, give me, give me money. I'd be like, wow, what an honor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> you made me not boring. Whoa. I hope that's the part that they take. You going, whoa. <laughs> whoa. They use it as their producer tag. <laughs> whoa, music. <laughs> uh, so you have both of those as kind of the, the foundation in the, in the samples. And this is another Kanye West, John Bryan song. So it's bumping. Mm. Shall we, uh, anything else in the preamble or should we get into the lyrics? No, let's do it. 
Take my money when I'm in need. Yes, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. That digs on me. Uh. All right, well, we have Jamie Foxx start off the song with the iconic, she take my money when I'm in need. And it's Jamie Foxx because Kanye couldn't get Ray Charles, and he had just seen the movie Ray and was just like, hey, <laughs> hey, Jamie. <laughs> that is like you, uh... the most baller move. I bet a lot of people like rolled their eyes at it and thought it was corny, but like I think that's fucking awesome for him to do. <laughs> Jamie Foxx explained that his then-manager, Brayham Prescott, alerted him when Wes was in the midst of recording the track. He managed to get Fox into a recording session and lay down the intro to the song. He recounted the story in this interview with Sway in the morning. That's what a genius has. Hmm. And uh, the way it's used is pretty cool. Like, I don't... I, I wouldn't have maybe thought much of it, but I was, like, kind of sitting down and listening to the song and, like, trying to take in just what Kanye was doing if the production and you and it's just fox alone at the, at the beginning and his voice is very echoey like it sounds like it sounds like clips on a uh, useless gospel like you're kind of like oh that's a strange way to have someone record their vocals and i almost wonder if it's done to like create an old-timey feel to be like a bit of a throwback to, like that it's not perfect quality and it's just like fox in an echoey room um and it allows like the production to really blow up once it actually comes in. Yeah, just spotlighting Jamie Foxx's interpretation, but also like giving the lyrics the full weight, right? Mm-hmm. Is a good way to start the song before that beat really comes in and like takes over. Yeah, it's almost like Kanye was like trying to show off, like, "Oh, you hear this echoey, <laughs> shitty thing from the past? Like, I'm gonna turn into a fucking baner." <laughs> And he does. And he does. One of his only uh, number one singles. Uh, You know, one of the shocking things before we get into the lyrics, one of the shocking things to me about this, despite being number one, or maybe because it's one of his number ones, whenever we do the best Kanye West song tournament deathmatch extreme every December, (laughs) from December 1st to the 25th, I I see a lot more uh, gold digger hate than what I'd expect. Like, I always think it's going to be one of the the top songs and that everybody must love it. And I think over the years, I've seen more people kind of start to turn on it. Yeah. I wonder if it's more of... Because I I will say, we haven't really gotten into the song yet in any of the production, but a lot like Touch the Sky, it's kind of like a simple, straightforward song. Like, it really is just like the same loop over and over, like, you just hear Jamie Foxx in the background. You hear the, the like keyboard sound imitating the horns, you know, on the song. Like it, it it's it kind of just does it over and over and over and over. Uh, I wonder if people are just like so used to Kanye doing like weird shit that they look at Gold Digger and think like, oh, that's a simple early Kanye song. But yeah. it, lyrically, it's very complex. Huh. So it just hasn't aged production-wise as interestingly as other songs. Maybe, or maybe there's just a general contrarianness <laughs> to like you don't want to like the popular Kanye songs, you want your own Kanye song. Yeah, right. That's too popular. You know what I prefer? <laughs> I prefer feedback. <laughs> uh huh. I bet you do. Um, I 
would say that I prefer feedback. Yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> See. All right. But I so, think every song in the life of Papo might be better than Gold Digger. So. Oh man, man. All right. Lyrics. Let's stick to the lyrics. <laughs> it's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Way over town. That digs on me. Uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. So we have Jamie Foxx coming in. To take my money when I'm in need, <laughs> which is good. What a way to start off. Like, uh, yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she a gold digger way over town that digs on me, which I guess there's something like you have Ray Charles being like, I got a woman way over town, which shows like the distance he has from her mm-hmm. and that he kind of goes around to her when he needs money or is looking for love. Like, and she just kind of keeps to herself and he's happy with that. And here, Jamie Foxx is just like, she takes my money and she's like way over town. Probably because she's going to spend the money. <laughs> like, yeah, she's not even together with him. So you have a similar like situation. But instead of the guy being way over town and taking money from the woman, it's the woman's way over town and taking money from the guy. Yeah. And it's almost like a symbolic twist of an interpolation on the original Ray Charles song because the original one you know the guy feeds on the girl and here the girl feeds on the guy but really Kanye is commenting on that dynamic it's not just that women are gold diggers it's that this environment pushes them to be this way and the guys are just as bad and they abuse the women in their own ways yeah like you have that in the the commentary between the songs right right and then also Kanye brings it in much more uh pointedly by the end of the song right so while it starts off seeming very one-dimensional in terms of like women am i right (laughs) it ends with him being like yeah you know go ahead girl get down because like like dudes will like fuck you over too so you need to like do what you need to do i get it yeah (laughs) uh so we start with that and then kanye uh it's not even kanye it's still like Jamie Foxx being like, she gave me money. Mm-hmm. But Kanye saying, now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke guys, you know? Yeah, it's Which, interesting, uh, too, that he goes back to the Ray Charles song, She Gives Me Money. 
Yeah, that's a. I've always been curious about that. Like, yeah. why not just have Jamie Foxx be saying like she take my money instead of she give me money? Well, for giving Kanye the benefit of the doubt, it, again, it could just be commenting on you know the original song is about a dude who takes money from a woman, and here like the situation is reversed, but it's not really reversed because men and women are just abusing each other in their own ways. Yeah. So you do have that bit of dichotomy, right? Like Jamie Foxx saying she give me money when I'm in need and Kanye saying like, yeah, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but like <laughs> look at who she's dating. <laughs> and, and I do love, by the way, when this when this hook starts, you go from like the equi and then like the drums come in. The drums, and I mean, the song is pretty much led by drums the whole time and and it has kind of like a love lockdown feel because of that. It, it just it's an interesting energy Kanye's chosen for the song. I never thought about the comparison between those two, but I like it. Because <laughs> um, I mean, ultimately, like he's not describing anything great. <laughs> These are just people abusing each other. Yeah, I I do like now that you pointed out the fact that the initial song or the original sample being in conversation mm-hmm. with Gold Digger and the update. And the fact that we end in the spot that we end with Kanye, like essentially saying men will screw women over too and get down girl, go ahead, get down being the last thing that we hear on the song. It does seem a bit more pointed to have Jamie Foxx just saying like, (laughs) she give me money when I'm in need. And Kanye saying like, yeah, uh, she's doing her thing too. Like the good and the bad, right? Right. Hmm. And then Jamie Foxx says, I got to leave, which <laughs> isn't something that's said in the original no. at all. Then you have Kanye even up front saying, get down, girl, go ahead, get down. So even though the song in the verses seems like pretty condemning and even that intro feels pretty condemning, Kanye at no point, like even from the beginning, he's just saying like, I'm not even calling her a gold digger. And I'm saying, get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so then we start with verse one. And we have Kanye saying, Cutie the bomb. <laughs> Met her at a beauty salon. Man, remember when the bomb was a phrase? Mm, I still say it constantly. I know you do. Man, that mac and cheese was the bomb. The bomb's gone off. The bomb's over. Uh, well, if a bomb went off my mac and cheese, there'd be cheese everywhere. <laughs> That's, I mean, you make a good point. Yeah, so what do you got to say to that? I got to say that, what's kind of doing at the beauty salon, you know? <laughs> I got to say, be- before we even move on from this, that this immediately, to me, recalls, when I read that, I immediately think of All Falls Down, and... Because on that song, she, you know, she's working at a beauty salon, trying to make ends meet, trying to make her way up in the world and buy a nice car and care for a kid. Like, to me, I, I just immediately think of that. Yeah, we had like a 10 minutes during the prep where we were just like, is this the thing? 
and then we're kind of like why does she have a baby louis vuitton under her underarm like yeah. if she's <laughs> if she's like working at the salon she's not maybe she is though. maybe she's like sitting there I cutting don't... hair with the louis vuitton under her arm but it sounds way more like uh, a woman that's just there having her hair done well, rather than the woman doing hair i also wonder why Kanye's there yeah but that's that's the main question right like Kanye's not going to the barber he's going to the beauty salon Hmm. Well, he's got to pick up girls. <laughs> You're not finding girls at the barbershop. <laughs> so, I mean, if you like the theory, there's not saying either way that this is a woman that's just at the beauty shop rather than someone that's working at the beauty shop and just happens to have the baby Louis Vuitton. So if you want to make the all falls down connection, go ahead. But Okay, I will. Not something that we can stand by, unfortunately, but that would be awesome <laughs> um but meets her at a beauty salon and she has this louis vuitton under her underarm which you know makes her seem like someone kanye wants to rock with you know yeah and she says to him i can tell you rock i can tell by your charm <laughs> and pretty clever just because saying like i can tell that you're part of rockefeller Mm. I can tell by your charm, like the charm on his necklace right. because he's got the Rockefeller necklace. That's what she's saying. But also I can tell that you're a rock star because you have charm. Uh, far as girls, you got a flock. Yeah. I can tell by your charm and your arm, which that then supports the theory that her initial line is about him being with Rockefeller because her then mentioning, I can tell by your charm you get the double play of like the initial charm was the necklace and the second charm is his actual charisma. Okay. So they have this initial conversation and Kanye says, but I'm looking for the one. Have you seen her? So despite the fact that he has a flock of girls and she's wise to this Kanye's just like, this is part of his charm, right? He's not saying I got a flock. He's saying, I'm looking for the one and you can be that one. Have you seen her? My psychic told me <laughs> she'll have an ass like Serena, Trina, Jennifer Lopez, four kids. Uh, so an ass like Serena Williams, right, who is still one of the top tennis players in the world Crazy. 16 years later, 15 years later. Uh, and this line has become pretty famous in the fact that, like, Kanye said this in 2005 and then married Kim Kardashian, who is known to have an ass like Serena and Jennifer Lopez and Trina. And now they have four kids. Yeah, that's uh, very prescient of Kanye to do. Yeah, always in the future, this man. <laughs> I also <laughs> think it's uh, interesting. You know, he says he's looking for the one, but the one needs an ass like Serena or Tria. Like, it really, it's almost like a Ray Charles bit. Like, he, he he's downplaying himself a bit and, like, exposing his flaws. Like, he's just this guy who ultimately, Kanye just became a celebrity so he could be rich and get a girl that has an ass like that. Yeah. That's what he's looking for. Is it one anything? Is it her charm or personality? Anything like that? Nah, she's going to have an ass like Serena. And then he's going to have to take all the kids to showbiz. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a, uh, it's an interesting line because I didn't know showbiz was a place, you know, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese type place. So, like, I guess that's a play on that. So, like, you want to get, you just want to get with this girl, but then you end up taking all these kids to, like, some really annoying restaurant where there's kids running around screaming and driving you fucking crazy. Uh, but I always read it as, like, 
oh, like, God, if I get with this girl and then all of a sudden I have to take care of these kids, like, they're going to expect to be part of show business because I'm part of show business. And it's another just sad reality of a situation of chasing girls. Yeah, especially when you're in that celebrity spot, like, you can't just, well, I'm going to say you can't just have, like, wild one night stands but that's it, problematic for anybody right mm-hmm. you don't know what you can get yourself into but yeah that idea that you're just trying to like mess around but you could get in a situation where now you have all this like a f- whole family that you're bringing into your celebrity life that's kind of crashing everything that it was that you were doing as a single celebrity mm-hmm. yeah we didn't have showbiz in ohio we just had chuck e cheese and discovery zone discovery zone i see all kinds of those weird places here now that i i live in chicago there's a place called like safari land and there's like (laughs) enchanted castle it's just all these like gimmicky places that are really just like come bring your kids here eat some shitty pizza and play a bunch of dumb video games uh, so Kanye sets up this just idea, like, I'm looking for a woman like this. And as you said, he exposes himself a little bit. There's like something very superficial, but it already shows like the microcosm of the problem that this girl comes with baggage and that you're getting yourself into something. And after the rhetorical question of, and I got to take all their badasses to showbiz, he says, okay, get your kids. But when they got their friends, but then they got their friends. So it's not only, it just gets worse. Like, fine, he'll take the kids, but now he has to spend even more money. The spiral. He pull, yeah, pulls up in a Benz and they all got in it. Like, you got a <laughs> Benz and you have all these kids that are going to be like eating pizza in your car. Yeah. It's also kind of a lighter version of Drunken Hot Girls where like, it's never like presented as like a good or endearing thing that he's chasing girls, which like I think it, it could be a little bit in this song because like just because of the upbeat feel of the song. But Drunken Hot Girls, like it just ends with him being stuck with one girl for the rest of his life and having a kid and just like, ugh, like why did I why do I live this life? Yeah, there's a lot more regrets in that song than there is in this one. So you get this scene playing out of we all went to Din and then I had to pay. And it's just like, there, it comes down to it. Like, this is this big buildup of meeting this girl. And then first date, you're getting taken advantage of and having to pay for all these people. So then it goes on to say, if you fucking with this girl, then you better be paid, which just summarizes the whole thing that we just heard, right? Like, it starts Mm -hmm. with this kind of meet cute and conversation and then immediately escalates to kanye feeling like he's getting taken advantage of Mm -hmm. and saying like yeah you better be paid you know why it take too much to touch her you have to jump through all these hoops which on the one hand you can understand his frustration on the other hand like still comes off as a little bit of a shitty thing to say yeah it's funny like it's such a more complicated view of people living this life because you're right on college dropout Connie isn't living this life yet. He's not a major celebrity and he's more just like speculating a lot of like what it's going to be like. 
you know, and get him high. He can get with this girl because he knows Quali, <laughs> and he can like create the new workout plan to like help all the women get in shape, and he can get with the girl at the club on slow jams. And here it's just like it's just kind of sad. Like there are all these rules with women. You got to do this and that if you want to get with her, but be careful not to do this because then she'll do this to you, and it's it's just way more sad. Yeah, it's it's starting to get like exhausting. Yeah. Instead of like the youthful fun energy that there was at the <laughs> as you're saying in the college dropout. Um and then you get the lines from what I heard she got a baby by Busta. My best friend said she used to fuck with Usher, which this is an interpolation or a reference to Mace Another Story to Tell from 1999. And I didn't remember this song, and this song is wild. <laughs> um, Tell me about it. Just a moment ago, you were sitting at the bar, just spinning my dough. You owe me something, bitch. You gonna blow me or something? She said, "It's thing you need to know before we fuck." I ain't like all these other sluts. And if I told you I was a virgin, you wouldn't believe me. I know getting pussy for you is easy. You hit every bitch from A T to two skiggy. Plus, you know I know your girlfriend Kiki. So it starts with Mace just saying, yo, since I've been in this game, a lot of funny shit that happened with these hoes, man. And the shit I'm about to tell you is a true story. Puff know the bitch. And then he goes on to tell this story about this woman and like all these women that he had been with, but then starts talking about this like one specific woman and that he didn't get to like have sex with her and he gets really like frustrated so this first verse just ends up being like a very coherent short story of kanye meeting this girl getting taken advantage of and seeing it and being told about it but still deciding he wants to stick with it and you then have the chorus come back in which seems more of like the narrator kanye rather than the story kanye saying like i ain't saying she a gold digger but now it's like feeling way more like yeah she's a gold digger but he's just not like saying it so it's starting to feel more that one-dimensionality uh rather than having the complexity that we noted up front because we know where the song ends but just at this point in the song it's feeling very much like man can you believe these women yeah and it's good for like i guess an intro song in quotes to be like that like heard him say sets up the environment touch this guy as like kanye's you know his quest to being realized he's at the top and then gold digger is him like in this world the shitty world that he didn't know was so shitty um it's it's all set up and and here kanye isn't necessarily like he he's like ready to be part of it like that's the interesting thing about it he isn't like I guess he's condemning it by just making the song period, but within the song, he's, he's kind of gun ho about it and willing to live this life. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not like, Oh, this is part of celebrity. So I'm just like accepting it because I want to be part of celebrity. It's something that just like, he's so swept up in everything that he just, right. isn't even like, there's an innocence here that you're just like, Oh man, totally. Oh man. And, I guess we do have to note that there's probably a bit of irony in the get down girl, go ahead, get down, especially coming after the idea of like, it take too much to touch her. Mm-hmm. And just even in response to like the Mace song and what Mace is kind of 
talking about there in terms of like fellatio and yeah. blowjobs that he feels like he's owed or that Puff Daddy got. So the fact that he has get down, girl, go ahead, get down, you can start to feel like a little bit of a double entendre start to form, especially when now he is paying for these things. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of feeling like, all right, like this is the transaction, right? <laughs> Again, inhabiting Ray Charles and not presenting himself as like the most endearing figure. Yeah. Which does bring up another interesting like contrast between like Jamie Foxx saying, I got to leave while Kanye saying like, get down girl, go ahead, get down. Because if you just take it as like Kanye allowing the behavior and just saying like, you know, women, you got to do what you got to do The I got to leave isn't as relevant. But if it's Kanye saying like, all right, now like pleasure me. <laughs> <laughs> then the yeah. I gotta leave is almost intention because it's like he knows he should go, but he's sticking around for the sexual aspect of it, which is exactly the tension that we see play out on I Minutes and other aspects of Yeezus. Or he got his fellatio, and then it's like, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> which, yeah. <laughs> also a well-known common occurrence. Get down, girl, go Years, 18 years, she got one of your kids, got you for 18 years. I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. His baby mama car crib is bigger than his. You will see him on TV any given Sunday. When the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. She was supposed to buy your shorty Tyco with your money. She went to the doctor, got Lyco with your money. She walk around looking like Michael with your money. Should've got that insured Geico for your money. Money. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup. We want prenup, yeah. It's something that you need to have. And when she leave your ass, she gon' leave with half. 18 years, 18 years. And on her 18th birthday, found out it wasn't his. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. Uh, so then we get into verse two and we get 18 years, which this was the spoken word poem that Kanye was performing on, uh, what was it, like the Def Jam poetry? Right. Like, show they went on and did a few kind of poems that ended up being songs and this was one of them uh so 18 years 18 years she got one of your kids got you for 18 years and this i guess tends to like jump ahead right because instead of kanye talking in the first person about like i pull up in the car i met mm -hmm. this girl at a beauty salon he just gets into, I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. His baby mama car and crib is bigger than his. He's now the narrator talking about somebody else. Um, and then using the second person of like you, you, you throughout. So hmm. the the story kind of deviates from not continuing on with the first verse, but continuing on in spirit. Right. It's, again, similar to All Falls Down, where, like, one verse is about Kanye and one verse is about this woman, and they're both just getting at the same idea. Yeah. Yep. But not as, like, narratively coherent as verses on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or Yeezus in the sense that it's just, like, the same character story playing out through right. the whole thing. So, I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. Uh, why do I always mess up that line? Like, what was the... <laughs> explain it to me again what did you mess up i was getting confused about it the other day when we were going over like he's paying child oh. support for not one of his kids what's the isn't it just he knocked this woman up and now he has to pay child support 
that's it yeah and i always think it's like he's somebody else is paying child support for one of his kids rather than like he's just paying child support for one of his kids okay yep (laughs) oh you mean the way the line reads oh okay yeah yeah (laughs) like the his and the somebody always feel like two different people to me yeah i guess i could see that the same person but when it's the same Mm -hmm. person yeah it's just that somebody's paying child support for one of his kids and like that's a shame (laughs) and that's the fear right like you knock up a gold digger and then for 18 years she has you paying child support right which is exactly what Kanye starts to talk about too at the end of blood on the leaves like the whole of blood on the leaves builds up to the fact that he knocks up this side chick that's just trying to do that in order to get money for 18 years and it ruins your life it ruins your marriage and it costs you the life that you are living because now all that has to go to child support right his baby mama car and crib is bigger than his yeah <laughs> uh and we get you will see him on tv any given sunday which is a nice i i like it the reference just because i i love the movie <laughs> any given sunday which stars jamie fox as a football player so because jamie fox is in the song and celebrities are often especially athletes are often like ones that get caught in this way you have him like you'll see him on tv any given sunday like it's a football player he can win the super bowl and drive off in a hyundai (laughs) because despite all of his success all of his money is going to child support and alimony drive off in a hyundai i i also love that kind of became the first person to rhyme sunday with hyundai has to be right yeah in the history of america yeah uh she was supposed to buy your shorty taiko with your money yeah, you like you send the child support so the mother can buy toys for the kids, but she went to the doctor and got lipo with your money. <laughs> and she walking around looking like Michael with your money, which I always find it funny with how much like Kanye reveres and loves Michael Jackson on mm-hmm. this and slow jams. He kind of like takes shot at Michael's appearance. <laughs> well he ended up having a good relationship with michael jackson so like maybe it's just like ribbing his buddy you know yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) he just already because he lives in the future he already knows he and mike are friends of course that's how Kanye lives yep (laughs) uh but just michael's plastic surgery didn't always look the best so um she's looking noticeably different and should have got that insured geico for your money which should have got that insured is that the like money that he's giving like that it went to the right place or her plastic surgery should have been insured you know what yeah i assume it's the plastic surgery i had never thought about it because i always see this line and just think like there's kanye again like he's just making a reference to something that's really popular in pop culture for no reason but yeah i guess you're right you can almost even i guess it's kind of a capping off the language with like the car like hyundai taiko and then it's like looped back around to like something you need to ensure it's it's clever it is and just maybe like the whole situation like your relationship with this woman is something you should have gotten insured like god if i could only buy insurance for my relationship (laughs) lauren's bleeding me dry right and just like 
guy go for your money lawrence just like opens the door and just looks at you and is like i hear you <laughs> uh but Geico being a popular car insurance brand. Um, and then Kanye follows that up with like, if you ain't no punk, holler, we want prenup. <laughs> Which like, yeah, if you're getting, if you're going to get married and you're a celebrity like Kanye, somebody with a lot of money, then getting the prenup is the way to kind of ensure that if you get a divorce, you're not losing all of that money. Mm. I really want to meet the guys that yelled, we want prenup too. Yeah, what was the group? Was it just like everybody that's in the studio kind of is like, get up, get up, get up. Yeah. Gather around the mic. Like everyone, you you want to stay on this record? Get up and yell, we want prenup. We want prenup. <laughs> uh, so it's something that you need to have because when she leave your ass, she going to leave with half. 18 years, 18 years. And on the 18th birthday, he found out it wasn't his. There's, there's the rub. The twist. The yeah. shocking discovery. It's a... Uh... It's an M. Night Shyamalan moment. <laughs> right? Like, Kanye had just watched The Village? <laughs> sure. And was like, you know what? I can do better. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> yeah, that, that would. <laughs> like, like, what happens? Like, what can you do about it? You're just like, well, can I have my money back? Like, I guess i help this kid i mean you have parents that'll be like well they were still my kid i don't care and you'll have parents that are just like what should have gone on maury immediately yeah like maury help me (laughs) so then you get the chorus coming in again and she's like now i ain't saying she a gold digger becomes even more like tongue-in-cheek than what it was before um Mm -hmm. You're just like, yeah, she's a gold digger. She's a gold digger, all right. But then we get verse three. Kanye says, now I ain't saying you a gold digger. You got needs. Talking directly to her. Right? Like, this is one of the things that I love about Kanye's song construction. It's not just random verses thrown together with, like, a great hook. It has a great hook, but all the verses build on each other. And it's not just Mm -hmm. the same thing repeated. Like, this is payoff of the previous two verses. Yeah. And it it, it has a different flow uh sonically too because like the the music cuts out and you can't hear ray charles or ray charles you can't hear jimmy fox imitating ray charles anymore and it's this kind of like weird like electronic beep going on and it's just interesting because it like it's almost like connie's purposely trying to throw you into a new world and like expose something else about this world that it's not just gold diggers we have this situation too yeah which is you want you don't want a dude to smoke, but he can't buy weed, which is always so funny to me. Like you don't want him to smoke, but like turns out he can't buy weed anyway. Yeah, 
you go out to eat and he can't pay, y'all can't leave. So essentially it's talking about a relationship. We're setting up this different relationship that isn't that he can't buy weed because he has no money because she's taking it all. It's like they're in a relationship and both of them are kind of poor. It's like equal footing mm-hmm. at this point. Like he can't buy weed. You go out to eat, but he can't pay and y'all can't leave. Like there's dishes in the back. He got to roll up his sleeves, which is like, okay. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's that life. Kind of how Kanye was talking about in touch the sky. Like he used to have to split the buffet at KFC. Right. Right. Um, but while y'all washing, watch him. Uh, he go and make it to a Benz out of that Datsun. And like the Datsun was an awful car, right? <laughs> you had one, didn't you? No, no. <laughs> yes. I hate to admit it, but yes. Uh, but this idea that like one day he's going to make it big, right? He's going to move up from the Datsun to the Benz. And this even refers back to Heard Him Say as well, where Kanye talks about like Alu Akbar and throwing some nice cars. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so it's this dream of making it out of the situation that you are like getting more. And he starts to paint that picture. Like he got that ambition, baby. Look at his eyes, which you're starting to feel that energy build. Like, all right. <laughs> he mm-hmm. kind of takes, takes a piss out of him with this week. He mopping floors next week. It's the fries. Uh, cracks me up all the time, which is uh, a <laughs> reference to coming to America which uh, they talk about Eddie Murphy is just like, wait, I can make it from a floor mopper to a fry cook. Also a retelling of my time at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you climbed those heights. Yep. All the way to the drive-thru and then I quit after three weeks. You only worked at McDonald's for three weeks? Maybe like two months. Okay. I always thought like it was you were there for like half of high school kind of thing no it was my senior year and i was trying to balance i mean i i did three sports a year i was trying to balance off all that and homework well not homework i didn't really do that um but you know just living your life and it just i hated it so i quit good you should have worked at subway subway was yeah it would have been way better no drive through (laughs) (laughs) and you just spend a lot of your time throwing the knives at the chip boxes oh actually sounds pretty nice yeah i got skilled i went on tour around the country throwing knives yeah but no one was paying you or asking you to do that <laughs> no i just show up in like a public park and set up a box <laughs> and then take a knife and throw it and be like ta-da and, and then, then you run. were arrested yeah yeah it was a wild time being 17 mm. Anyway, uh, so Kanye's just painting this idea of like, you know, he's got ambition and makes a reference to coming to America. But the thing in coming to America, the guy's like a prince, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is something funny to that, that Eddie Murphy ends up at at the top at the end of that movie. Uh, he's just kind of downplaying it at the beginning. But he says, so stick by his side. I know there's dudes balling and yeah, that's nice. And they gotta keep calling and trying, but you stay right, girl. And you're really getting this picture of what a better relationship is than what Kanye had been describing in the first two verses. Where it's just like a couple that like 
is together before the fame and they're grinding it out and they're loyal to each other. But then at the very end, he says, and when he get on, he'll leave your ass for a white girl. Twist, double twist. Double twist. This song has a double twist. Man, M. Night Shyamalan wishes he had a script like this. When has M. Night ever had a double twist? Never. Not not once ever. Other than the village when like the twist happens and you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. And then the second twist is that he got you to watch a shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing about Split. Like the double twist was that, uh, I don't know, not Split. What was the one that just came out? Glass. Glass. Like Split was so good that the twist of Glass was that Glass was so bad. <laughs> I liked Glass, so we that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. Another podcast. <laughs> um, I was just so disappointed. Anyway, uh, this is the the twist. Like you have guys that will leave the girl as soon as they start like getting on. And how shitty that ends up being right like mm-hmm. she tries to stay loyal she rejects all of these guys and the moment this guy like gets some money and gets going he leaves her and that's why kanye then ends the song with like get down girl go ahead get down yeah. almost yeah. encouraging the fact that like yeah you need to do what you got to do which adds like a whole other layer and interesting dynamic to this track than just like the initial one-dimensional misogyny (laughs) totally because i mean throughout the album you'll see kanye like he doesn't really enjoy fame a lot of aspects of it and you get a sense of that in the song yet the song ends with him telling this girl to just like hey just lean into it like this is the way it is guys are gonna screw you over anyway so you should just try to screw them over first and it's just like a really interesting like mental scape he's painting of like someone who's involved in this world like you just do it because like you have to it's almost like survival of the fittest yeah which is what we get to in blood on the leaves right like people are doing this because they don't know better this is what society has led them to think is okay they're just desperate to do what they need to do to feel like to feel good Mm. and that's exactly kind of what's happening here but it's a little bit more i don't want to say it's more dire I feel like in this one, it's more bitter, right? Like the girl gets left. So she, it's almost like an origin story. Right. Of like, yes. I don't feel bad for doing this because I was loyal and look where it got me. Where by the time we're in blood on the leaves, I don't feel like there's a bitterness about it. It's almost like they don't know any better. They've been dehumanized by the society that they're in to not really care what they're doing to each other. Yeah, that's a really good point. I that's that's a good way of framing it. That it's like an origin story because you, you could almost go back through the whole song and just imagine this girl living this life now. Like this is the reason she does this thing to the football player and people like Kanye. Yeah, just because she did it right the first time, and look what happened. And in some ways, it, there's also some continuity with "Touch the Sky" because Kanye in the second verse verse of "Touch the Sky" starts talking about his relationship before fame and that they would split the bucket buffet, not the bucket at KFC mm-hmm. <laughs> and like they were loyal to one another before Kanye got on. And then he got on the plane <laughs> and didn't know when he'd be back. And 
he said that when he sent the plane tickets and they kicked it, like shit just felt different. But he also said like every girl I cheated with. So we know that things weren't working out between them already because of the distance. But it also seemed Kanye wasn't loyal either now that he was getting some attention. And we also have the context of 30 hours, which describes the falling apart of the same relationship, which shows that she was also cheating on him. So you're still seeing a little bit of Kanye's own biography enter into the pictures. He had a relationship fall apart, but both of them were a little more at fault in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So ends up being a really interesting song lyrically anyway i think just just the what again it, it reminds me of all falls down and in a lot of ways feels like an extension of all falls down where like that song's describing consumerism and like how people can you know how society pushes you to fall into this this kind of life but then gold digger like is people living that life like you know after you've already gone down that trail and like you've bought a bunch of stuff and you now you're successful like this is what happens to you it's this sick cycle that happens yeah and as we said up top this is something we're going to see the album return to especially as we move into this middle portion between skits one and skit two like drive slow my way home crack music roses bring me down an addiction all those songs kind of retread what we're seeing and heard him say touch the sky and gold digger going from uh, the historical society aspect or Kanye's past. Like that's what I mean by historical, mm-hmm. like looking more at Kanye's past and where he grew up versus where he's arrived at. And then the complications of fame that maybe he didn't see coming. And that's what we have on drive slow versus crack music versus roses. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's something I relate to because I'm podcast famous. <laughs> and you didn't think it would be this disappointing man it's just like i thought it was gonna be nothing but lots and lots of money and women and really it's just you <laughs> hi <laughs> <laughs> yes saying stuff like that yeah yeah i'm sorry man i wish i could uh offer you more but yeah. how about this next time i'm in town or you're in town mcdonald's on me oh travis scott meal (laughs) yeah we'll just be like hey cactus jack sent us cactus jack yeah they'll be like that promotion ended a year and a half ago (laughs) no take me to taco bell okay perfect hard taco soft taco cheesy gordita crunch that's both baby (laughs) (laughs) all right you're you're no rookie you're no rookie. Well, Don't try to slip that shit past me. <laughs> uh, so next episode, we'll be going over skit one, broke, fi, broke, uh, leading into drive slow. And do, 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 yeah, boom, getting boom, boom, <laughs> boom. into actually the interesting history of the main sample used in drive slow and mm. Getting into some of that and then how Drive Slow kicks off this second portion of late registration by taking us back to the similar subject matter of heard them say and what that means. Mm, that's quite the tease. Will Drive Slow also have a twist? You got to listen to find out. <laughs> I know there's too many TVs in that damn trunk. 
<laughs> Baby, that don't make no sense. <laughs> Until then, stay wavy. And loopy. Tell them Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol.